welcome to Common Nonsense with Kevin and Kobe. I'm Kevin. I'm Kobe. And today is yet another wonderful day in quarantine, I think. What day is today? Do we even know anymore? What year is it? I have no it? idea. Dude, I'm, I'm so bored. I'm dying right now. <laughs> I, I'm struggling with myself. It is Monday, April 6th, and... I think at this point, society itself is about to implode. Everything's going wild. Dude, people are <laughs> stir crazy. No, it's getting it's getting crazy out there. I'm a little nervous, um, especially if they push back uh, this like shelter in place. Like, was Colorado's is April thirteenth? Well, I think overall the the uh, or well at least Larimer County's April thirteenth, something like that. But I think the president came out and said April thirtieth. At this point, if they want to move back, as far as I know, we haven't moved it back. I think they moved Oklahoma it back. Oklahoma moved yeah. it back. Okay, so has everybody moved back? Yeah, I think so. I think they're just following federal guidelines at this point. But okay, because I know I know Oklahoma's April thirtieth, um, at least for most counties. I mean, at this point, it feels like this is just never going to end. No, it it, <laughs> it it feels like it's now normal life. No, but and I I hate it. If this was my normal life. I, I honestly, I would kill myself. I would not <laughs> the ghosts are our ancestor up there, like motherfucker. I played stickball. Yeah, no, I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't do this. I'd be, I'd be out. We used to throw rocks down across a riverbed for hours on end because that was our fun. Hey, I have played a Great Depression dust bowl game. It's called Go to the Mill. Um, and all it is is you hide uh, a button behind your back, and if they guess right, you draw a picture of a house and a mill and you go zigzag down and then zigzag back up and you go to the mill once you win that just sounds like a way for kids and parents to be like all right go run to the go play run of the mill they'll, go they'll, to the mill it's called gold go go, go to, to the, the mill, mill. all there right they'll be tired by dinner we won't have to worry about it it's oh my go gosh to they're the gonna mill. sleep so well tonight i will tell you that game is hilarious you laugh your butt off especially as an adult it is a funny game So, uh, in other news, um, this... In other news, my alcoholism is... Oh, that's just in full effect. I mean, at at this point... Since we started this. I'm so happy that they never, that they didn't ban, uh, you know, liquor sales. I've been drinking beer for breakfast, and it's not good for my tummy, but... You want to know how to start the boog? Ralph Norman's about to find out, by the way. He, uh... Shut down alcohol sales. Did he really? Yeah, what an asshat. Ralph Northam, by the way, is an evil man. There's actually some Virginia really, governor, for those who don't know. There's some really bad gun news out right now, actually. Oh, yeah? What's going on with that? Um, so, New Jersey, a couple weeks ago, or last week, um, cut off the NICS system, essentially. They pushed back their uh, waiting period to 30 days. Oh, shit. That's essentially closing it down. Um, and then someone filed a lawsuit against them. So I don't know where that's at right now. And then is it Vent- Ventura, California? Ventura, yeah. Ventura, California. Um, they out outright closed down their um, FFLs and said they were non-essential. Oh. And it went to their one of their federal judges overseeing that district or whatever. And he said, yeah, it's oh. non-essential. You mean, you mean to tell me that the leftist judge and the leftist county went with the leftist judgment yeah take away the so, leftist guns i'm sh- i assume that's gonna get under a lawsuit if it hasn't already oh yeah no that'll be but right now it's like Everything's is it gonna solve is it gonna solve itself in time for no, anything to matter but probably not let's just put it this way roe v wade by the time roe v wade was determined you know the lady in it was very much uh yeah Everything was all said and done. Let's just put it that way. You're pregnant. She no longer was pregnant. Yeah. Um, and so hopefully anything that happens in this, there's going to be a lot of lawsuits to judge constitutionality of certain actions in these situations. And hopefully they're brought up in the correct counties. Donald Trump's president Trump's done a wonderful job trying to fill the federal court vacancies, um, which is one of the probably the most important legacy he can leave behind is filling those federal court uh, vacancies. The Obama administration stupidly thought that the next president would be Democrat because they always think they're going to win every time. It's always a surprise when they lose. But I just wish Trump would come out and actually say something about it and make it public knowledge and say, hey, 
these counties are pulling this BS. I'm not going to get into it. No, you're right. But, but, you know, sternly shake his head at these people. If he would do that publicly in one of his, if not all of his coronavirus uh, public announcements, if he would give a stern head shake. Just shutting down, you know, closing of gun cells. Yeah, because that brings it to everybody's attention. Well, yeah. It's flying under the radar right now. Oh, yeah, it absolutely is. None of the mainstream media are running any of that. Well, it's because the the Democratic leadership will never let a good crisis pass. Remember that. They will always seek to find a way to take advantage of a crisis. And they are doing that in spades right now. Yeah, they sound like parasites. Oh my gosh, you mean that that Twitter hashtag right now going around parasite? The the self-realization's almost there. It's almost there. It won't matter. It's not ever going to hit. But it's it's <laughs> actually pretty ironic that the paras- the word parasite would be trending right now. Um, with, uh, a virus. Well, not just that, but with my, you know, the recent discovery of propertarianism. Oh, propertarianism. And it's love of the word parasite. That's just, you know, foreshadowing for what we are going to get into later. But, um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. The, uh, the celebrity culture is kind of dying right now. And it's awesome yeah. to see the leftism is kind of like, wait a second, you, you guys are the elite too. <laughs> oh, oh, actually, I have another piece of breaking news. Yeah, I have a breaking news story in sports. Yes, and that is all for our breaking news story. That in is sports. wonderful. That is wonderful news. I cannot wait until sports starts again because I every day it makes me want to kill myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> you want to make me suck, suck start a shotgun? Turn sports off. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, but uh, I had you stuck on that pause oh, too. You, you thought you, I was gonna you, say something. And you, I thought you were gonna say something significant. And instead, you just decided to crush my dreams. You're just like my dad. Oh, anyway, that's it, man. That's it. Uh, that, that was breaking news in sports. Uh, yes, uh, that's really all. I, that's that's <laughs> that's it's, my it's, best joke for today. So that's uh, it just it just brings to light this. <laughs> The utter sorrow we all feel at the loss of sports. But how are you getting through this coronavirus? I know, I know last time we, uh, we ended on some anime or Netflix recommendations, all that kind of stuff. Uh, what, what's getting you through right now? Right. Uh, yeah. Right now, it's uh, sitting in the corner and crying about how behind I am in school. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's almost impossible to learn without a teacher for me. But... I do get around that by playing video games. Like, my game of the week is Outer Worlds. If you're looking for something fun to play, it is done by Obsidian, who created Fallout New Vegas. And they created um, Outer Worlds as a giant fuck you to Bethesda. Explain it to me. Is it a first-person shooter? Or it is It is third? a first-person RPG. Okay. Um, in, in the vein of... It is the same engine as Skyrim and Fallout. But what Obsidian did is they took it, they made it graphically look way better. The characters, the NPCs in it are way more active. The storylines in it are way more involved. It has a lot more, the, the world is way more beautiful and more vibrant. It, um, the AI is a lot more um, intelligent. And overall, it's, it's so much better than anything Bethesda has put out, yet it is exactly like a game that they would put out. If they understood what it may, meant to make a quality game. Yes, I'm talking about the fact that they seem to realize that the only thing they have left is Skyrim. Um, because they've released it for every console that's ever come out. At this point, I think there's an Atari version of Skyrim. What else are they making? Uh, they have they have a space. I think it's a... I haven't played console in so long. Give me, give me some names that they have done in the past that I would know. Uh, Fallout 76. Okay, I know all the Fallout games. Fallout 76, which was an utter trash pile. Fallout 4, yeah. uh, Elder Scrolls Skyrim. They did Rage, partially, I'm pretty sure. Okay, um, so Skyrim and Fallout series. Uh, yeah. Or Elder Scrolls series yeah. and Fallout series. Yeah, that's what they do. What else? That's what they do. Okay. Um, but... Yeah, they haven't made anything lately. 
That's what they do. In addition to my other favorite game of the time, Doom Eternal, the only thing that is keeping Bethesda afloat right now is Doom. And that's because okay, it's made so by their... Doom as well. Well, it's made by their subsidiary id software. Oh, okay, okay. So it, it is the only thing that has kept that game coming. Bethesda is an utter pile of shit video game company. You can take that to the bank. The only thing they have going for them is id software. And you can tell just how shitty they are with Outer World because it was so well made and so well done using the engine that they continue to use. And it's just like, well, I, you know, I don't mind seeing Bethesda go the way of the Dodo before we go Elder Scrolls 6. I know that's that's blasphemy, but I don't want to see what Elder Scrolls 6 will be having seen what everything they've put out recently has been. Yeah. Outside of Doom. Yeah. Um, you know what? Uh, gaming company... And and video game in particular that I really want to succeed. What is that? Ghost of Tsushima. Oh my god, that's gonna be amazing. I really hope so. It should be. <sighs> Sucker Punch has spent so so much time on this. They they make my other favorite game series, Sly Cooper. By the way, yes. Um, they tend to spend a lot of time on video games to make sure that, that they are they're great. That they're great and they're complete and not half-assed done. So I think Ghost of Tsushima is going to be amazing. I'm pretty sure it's going to be amazing. I really everything hope so. that everything we've seen is going to has is evidence that it's going to be amazing. So although yeah. the little bit that I have seen, I can't tell because there's no HUD. It's just all cinematic, like yeah, it's cinematic, cinematic. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> alcoholism but <laughs> it's all cinematic <laughs> it's all cinematic they don't show any of that but it seems to be by how it looks that it's more or less like uh it's less interactive than um assassin's creed where you're <laughs> waiting on someone to attack and then you hit a button for counter yeah no and the only thing that's going to make it more difficult is they speed up and then there's more um, enemies, but they, you know, it's not super interactive. Are you talking about Ghost of Tsushima? Yeah. Okay. Where I was hoping it'd be slightly more like well, For Honor. They they haven't really put out For Honor. For Honor. Is let's so be, lit. By, by the way, quick shout out to Ubisoft for what they have done with their games that have failed at launch. Ubisoft was almost. Ubisoft is what a EA dumb French company though. Yeah, no, they they are like they were EA before EA was EA, right? With the microtransactions, except they took the hint, and since then they've tried to put out really quality content. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, fantastic, and Origins are fantastic. Rainbow Six Six Siege is amazing. For Honor, so I just want to shout them out. But For Honor's battle system, if you're, it, it went works from garbage to pretty good they just really needed to work on their balancing well That's no it. but what i'm gonna say is that to put something like that in ghost of tsushima would require the a slowdown of the combat as a whole um i don't know for it would, was well, pretty dang fast i mean in a in the sense that you can't like fight giant crowds is what i'm saying what I, I just want to give it a chance because we haven't really well, seen see, too much gameplay wise. The they, they, is, they've 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 kept the lid on it pretty for good. Honor, when you were going against giant yeah. crowds, they made the giant crowds mindless. Yeah. Well, and yeah. So you just hack and slash, which is cool. But then you would go against other Player, characters, players, yeah, yeah, other players. But see, in Ghost of Tsushima, what they could do is do tiered. I and, and like a high tier um, opponent. Is not gonna. There's not gonna be ten of them. There's gonna be one or two that you really have to focus on, and you kind of build through it. Like you go through a few grunts, and then you hit the next one where you have like ten of them, but you you still have to block across the board, and they're relatively slow getting to you. Yeah. Kind of like Assassin's Creed. Kind of like what Ghost of Tsushima looks like it might be, and then it goes up and up and up and gets a little more intense, and then you know every arc in in the game just gets harder and harder i just would have liked to see more interaction as far as where i'm holding the sword it seems like it has a block button and an attack button i mean i want to wait till it comes out depending i agree just because I, agree, like I agree i do too i'm just saying i hope it's great because yeah. that's what i want to see yeah but what I've seen so far doesn't look like it's going to be. I'm not. It's still going to be gorgeous. I still will play 
I still will play. I might buy a PlayStation just for it. Dude, I if you do that, that would be very smart because it's My not because like so. you have Ghost of Tsushima, then you can jump back to Last of Us, God of War, Uncharted. Like you can play all the fantastic, wonderful games that are out there because the PlayStation is by far and I away. Agree, I agree. Well, God the, has has uh, has that unlock. I think Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice is a PlayStation exclusive as is, well. It is, and that's another that's another samurai game. Yeah. Okay, which, so Ghost of Tsushima, you might know more about the specifics. Yeah. Um, it will be rel- pretty much the last PS4 game. One of the last major. Will they also release it on the PS5? So they won't have to. They're going to be doing backwards compatibility. Okay. From launch, pretty much everything is backwards and compatible. Is it going to be 4K? Oh yeah, it'll be native. It'll be native 4K on the PS5. Native the PS4 Pro. The... the PS4 Pro will oh, have. Go, okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's all I needed. It'll now. be negative four. It'll be native 4K with 60 FPS, which is that's the important. What I yeah. 60 FPS is. Uh, is However, high, on the PlayStation it 4, it'll be within the realms of realist. You know, realism. Yeah, it'll be cool. But PlayStation yeah. 5, it'll look. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that when I get my my own place, uh, as you know, as some of our viewers don't know, I graduate in May. So I'm gonna be losing I, my Kobe. Yeah, I'm 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 growing up, guys. I'm get into the real world i'm gonna pay taxes no no oh <laughs> i've been paying taxes so i just whatever um i will want a 4k tv um that's why i got that particular roku that roku does uh is it hdr the yeah, yeah i mean it does 4k and hdr yeah the uh my my roku and my tv does as well yeah so um that tv that i have in my room is only 1080 which fine for me it's a 32 inch or whatever it's fine for me through college <laughs> i don't need anything better but um when i get on my own 4k uh and so ghost of tsushima i'll probably play the hell out of that game and do every that'll be a game that i actually want to do every small side quest on that's gonna it's gonna be i'm really in uh excited to see because sucker punch has again produced sly cooper which is the sly cooper series which is one of my all-time favorites but um, I think it's going to be fantastic. In Saturn news, I mentioned Last of Us earlier. Last of Us 2 has been delayed indefinitely um, because of this whole coronavirus thing. So fuck the coronavirus once again. Well, I mean, the coronavirus is fucking us over for Super Smash Bros. too. Yeah. It's pushing back all the DLC characters, which fine for me because I can't afford the first See, first wave anyway. <laughs> I mean, fine for me as well. That first character they announced is utter shit, ARMS. Yeah, um... It has possibility, but I, I'd rather them just make up for Lil Mac before they throw in a boxing character. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know what I, huh? What would be sick in Super Smash Bros? What? Digimon. Dude, you can't have Digimon and Pokemon. Why not? Because they're Pokemon... no longer competitors. Digimon's done. I mean, fair enough. Yeah. Well, except for the video game side, but even then, they do completely different video games. Like, I understand, but, but I'm just saying third party that still would be cool as hell. Yeah, no, it would. It would absolutely that would be, be cool. So as hell. awesome, and you have a Digivolution, bro. Like Arsene for Joker. Like you know, Greymon turns into War Greymon. Yeah. You know. Oh well, no, it'd be Agumanda War Greymon. Yeah, well, it'd yeah, be Agumon, a mega yeah. mega Agumon. Then you got yeah, Vmon. Dude, it, that would be lit. That would be Gaimon. lit. Um, dude, we can go through them. Renamon is my favorite. The Fox Why don't you one. just play the Digimon video games, Matter bro? Fact, Get a console so, no, and play. Up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. So I need to go find my Digimon Rumble Arena. I watched a, a playthrough today. Yeah. Four hours worth. Jesus. That's how bored I am, guys. Oh, my <laughs> I God. I watched a playthrough of a PlayStation 1 game. <laughs> oh, my God. I need to, I'm going to lend you Breath of the Wild. Dude, you need to play that I shit. will play the hell out of that, too. Like, we need um, to get you on something else. That's fine. Um, anyway, so I was reminiscing. So, all right, let's, why don't I just open up guys to you, to you listeners out there? Oh, I'd love to get in. Maybe if if you're listening to this, thank you. Yeah, of course. The one of you. I think you might enjoy this. This is, this is all about common nonsense. This is who we are. So as you guys have heard, I'm an anime fan. The first anime that I. Yes, he watches hentai. No, I, get uh, 
etchy only. <laughs> My brother thinks I'm so weird. <laughs> He's like, you watch that weird anime, bro. I only like that cool anime. I was like, just because you only like shonen doesn't mean like that's the cool anime. It's all pretty cool. But anyways, Gundam. Mobile Gundam. Fighter G Gundam in particular. I love mechas. I think they're cool as hell, especially the Gundam series. Gundam is one of my favorites ever growing up. are gorgeous. If you are at a computer Yo. right now or you are not driving, if Real you are quick. sitting at home listening to this on your phone or on a computer, you can go ahead and pause this. Yo, I, I want to give a shout out to Saren Cordero if you ever read, if you ever listen to this podcast. <laughs> that motherfucker had like thousands of Gundams. He... He was he was this Puerto Rican he was this Puerto Rican like NCO. Yeah, oh, dude. That's dope. He was this he was this Puerto Rican dude that could barely understand one of the greatest NCOs I ever had, and my god did he have all them Gundams. Yeah, I just wanna so Shout like out, I Sarah said, you can go ahead and pause this. I want you to look up the Shining Gundam on on your web browser. Google it, DuckDuckGo, I don't care what you do. The Shining Gundam is easily one of the prettiest. That thing is just look. It, it is gorgeous. It, look at that thing. Gundam, like they need to like they figure did out a way to so well with it. What they need to do is like this new kaiju universe with Godzilla and King uh, Kong and shit. Also, just buy the licensing to Gundam and throw them in there. Okay, what? Uh, Ready Player One. Loved that. I never watched it, Dude, unfortunately, so, and I know it has you know what, Gundam a, in it, but I heard this I am scene going to shout is out. so short and so disappointing for Gundam lovers. Yo, another the, yo, the, the movie as a whole I heard was really good. Another shout out here. So I read that book at the behest of one of my, you know, another one of my amazing squad leaders, Sergeant Kenneth Rickleman. Shout out to you, Kenny. Um, he gave me Ready Player One. Said I would love it. I read it in a field exercise in like a day. And the movie I thought was pretty well done. It has Gundam in it, and it is dope. And I really want to see more Gundam in the world. I really do. Um, I that is one thing that when I go to Japan, they have you know these huge museums, um, where they have life size Gundams, dude, that light up and shit. How tall? They were like 40 28 feet or 40 feet. I can't remember. They were 30 tall. or 40 feet. They were like tall. They're Something awesome. Something like that. I, I, when I was a kid, I used to, when I was make-believe, I was a make-believe Gundam. Half the time. It was either Goku or Gundam. You know? When, yeah. When, you, when you're a kid and playing in the backyard. But, um. So, um, I, I, Gundam has a special place in my heart. Anyways, so when my, my father, what a, I have a great dad. So I played PlayStation One, PlayStation Two, and he hooked, he'd pump me on the video games. We had I had video games galore. That dude, my dad hated he video lived games. vicariously through me. I am guaranteed. I feel like my dad is the exact opposite. He was so jealous I got video games that he hated I could play them. I know my dad bought them for me when I was too young to even like buy them and stuff like that. Like, oh that, my that cool! For yeah. just just so you know, Kobe's currently showing me pictures of these uh, Gundams in museums, and holy yeah, crap, the life they size are ones in Japan. Oh. Yeah, there's yeah. Okay, and so like, look, it lights up at night. If like Donald this, Trump like, does not just start pouring billions of dollars into the Gundam technology, dude, what is he even doing? He's actually If we had like, a mobile one that actually was able to walk around fluently and stuff like that, we'd destroy people, man. Dude, like China launches a nuke at us. This guy goes out and just cuts it in half. Pretty much. Like, okay, yeah. So we we're gonna we're, we're gonna start a, we're gonna start a new uh, a new petition to get funding for Gundams. And look at that. That is gorgeous. Bro. Oh, God, that is amazing. But, um, would <laughs> you love to go see that real life? Y'all need to look at these life size Gundams. They yeah, are type amazing. in Gundam life size and it, it comes up. But, Gundam G U N D A M. If you, if you just happen to not know, but, anyways, yeah. So, my dad, I swear, lived vicariously through me and bought yeah. me all these games. He bought me Gundam Battle Assault 2. This is a PlayStation 1 game, it is legendary. Um, it's a fighter game, 2D fighter game, just like Mortal Kombat. I played the Power but, Rangers version. But with Gundam, here's one of the special things, though. Yeah. It has the same voice actors as the anime. Oh, hell yeah. The English dub. I think they even did it over the Japanese one, too. But they have the same character voices. That is almost unheard of in video games. Um, Especially back then in the 90s. Thankfully. DBZ never did that. 
not in the '90s. DBZ's been really good about that since. They've okay. been really good about that since. But, they, but but it's always it's always a hallmark of a well done video game I that agree. the voice actors are the same. I agree. And and so like the uh, especially the licensed but ones. Movie games. Oh yeah. They suck at it. Oh, Batman. No. Yeah. No, you're not gonna get Christian Bale to sit in there and record uh, lines. Yeah, and Batman. Is, and it's, is however, so the original Lord of the Rings games. Okay. On the PlayStation Two, they got the voice actors for most of them except for Legolas and. In the last one, yeah, they have all the voice actors. Though, actually, no, I think the third one in general they don't, but the second one they have all the regular voice actors. Well, they have to really focus and make sure the game's good because you have to pay these these actors so much to get their voice recordings. Oh my god, that yeah. you have to have a successful game. Yeah, no, and so most most companies just look at it like it's not worth it. Just put yeah. out a video game that covers a storyline, but yeah, um, so that sucks. But yeah, uh, Gundam Battle Assault Two. I've been listening to the. Uh, the OST and stuff like that, just reminiscing back in the glory days. I don't have the video game anymore, but apparently, vintage stock. Um, we have them down in the south, and they're in Missouri too. But yeah. like Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Arkansas, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's any here in Colorado. Um, but I called them, and they said, "Yeah, we have three of them, and they're all in Missouri." So. When I get back home, yeah, I'm buying gonna... one. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. I'm gonna no. say whichever one you think is the best quality, send it to me because I got my <laughs> PlayStation Two backwards compatible. I am playing Gundam Battle Assault Two. Seiki Hatenkyoken. I'm dude. telling you, I'm gonna hit him with it, <laughs> dude. The uh, those old 2D side scrollers were also pretty good looking. Dang, they they did pretty good on those things, but yeah, I fill in some some words here and I'll I'll pull it up for you. The um, I think my favorite, like it really brings it out on the SNES, the Super Nintendo, is what I that's what I my first console. Um, there you go, that, that's what it looked like. Oh, yeah, no, they're really good cool. looking. I yeah, know. no, it's and it's because they being limited to 2D, you can uh-huh. do a lot within 2D as far as your draw as your artistic capabilities. As soon as it goes to 3D, then it depends on your rendering, but yeah, I mean, it's pixelated, guys, but, but it's PlayStation 1, but it looks good, it like, looks great because it's all hand drawn. Yeah, and it looks and it looks really good, but yeah, um, they did really well with it. And they see the best thing about this video game is it's cross generational, so it has Gundams from uh Gundam 00, um, to Mobile Fighter G and Gundam Wing, and so Gundam Wing was what I grew up on. Most people did, most people did. Um, I don't know why Mobile Fighter G was the one I got hooked on, but uh, still to this day, I've watched. Well, Double O, I've watched Wing, and I've watched Seed, but Mobile Fighter G, I don't know if it's just the nostalgia factor, I'm sure that has a lot to do with it, but it, from my most, you know... Um, I think Gundam Wing had the prettiest Gundams. Like, they, they look sick the, as fuck I agree, because the Wing. wings are actual angelic. Like, that is just yeah. gorgeous. Gundam Wing, ha- I think, had the best looking. Those were, those were my favorite, because they were the best looking. Yeah, the wing Gundam, and see, I loved from from Gundam Wing. Um, let's see, that is not the right one. Uh, let me think about the official name of it. Um, but anyways, the Death Scythe Gundam. That one was one of my favorites. Oh yeah, it is beautiful. Death Scythe Gundam. It is gorgeous. It's black with this green God, Death Scythe. Scythe and with- just- with the wings and everything, oh my God, it yeah. is dope. It is dope. I swear that that is a beautiful. I they they knew what they were doing. They That's did. all I have to say. Yo, I do have to just say though, through all this coronavirus stuff, it has made me just so happy to be in a capitalist. You know, in a capitalist mm-hmm. system where we can reminisce on stuff on like Gundam and we can reminisce on video games. But it also made me realize a problem we have with capitalism. Which is those of us who are radically for it. There's a lot of problems in the world that we have not properly addressed. And this has led, you know, I myself like to find solutions to the problems. And that led me to stumble upon this wonderful thing that Kobe actually told me about. So I don't know if I was stumbling on it or getting it forced on me while he was drunk. Um, Uh, A lot of things happen. (laughs) The... um, but what he told me about was propertarianism, and we, when we come back, we're going to give you, you know, a quick rundown on what we understand propertarianism to be. Mind you, we have a very, very, very 
limited limited knowledge of it but knowledge of it but this is you know we are common nonsense with kevin and kobe part nonsense but part hopefully a little bit of sense so when we come back let's we're gonna hope to be able to put you know introduce you to some new ideas here so stay tuned and when we come back propertarianism with kevin and kobe welcome back um yeah um first off Propertarianism. Wait, wait, wait. Before we get into it, Kobe. All right, what's up? What is it that led you down the path that ended in Propertarianism? All right. Um, YouTube helped me out here. Um, and I'm sure they regret it by now. Yeah, probably. Um, there was a popular video. I think it has over a million views now, if not more. Um, titled, Civil War II in America. Who would win? And it was by this this uh, channel, and this man named John Mark. Mark my words, is the show's name. And it went through in depth and explained exactly how the grassroots right, what advantages they have. What is what the grassroots right? The grassroots right is the the smart or the winning right. The Pretty much the guys who put Trump in office. Yes. Essentially. Essentially. It's, it's, it was, they, we, the grassroots right, were never, never Trumpers. Yeah, no, it's not the grass, it's not the people that, it's not, not the alt-right, it's not the alt-right, it's not the conservative, but it's, it's the intelligent conservative base that understands that the system itself is really good, but there needs to be changes it needs to, to be it, stronger so. yeah because obviously it's been manipulated yeah otherwise be... we wouldn't be yeah. in the place that we are okay second amendment is a great example and it's just the one i'm most familiar with it says the right of the people to bear keep and bear arms shall not be infringed ask the grassroots right and they will say yeah that's enough shall not be infringed shall not be infringed it's simple and plain yep but because it was not written specific enough and um, more precise and stronger. Yeah, it is allowed judges and their um, jurisprudence in order to snake their way in there and say, well, as long as we don't actually debar like debar people of a particular arm, they still are good. Yeah, no, and so, but before we get into the you know the the problems that propertarianism addresses again, so it was you were. You found this video about the grass, you know, about why the grassroots might win. Uh, would win. Would win the Civil War too. So explaining, so continue on, like, about. Okay. Yeah, of course. Um, so obviously the grassroots right loses on the media and loses just on pure uh, money, financial yeah. wise. Yeah. But we win when it comes to true firepower. Um, Two thirds of the military voted Trump, two-thirds of them, give or take, would join the grassroots right if the government were to ever really try to step in and take take away arms to the point to where Civil War II starts, or a Revolutionary War II, whatever you want to call it. And again, the grassroots right are the, are the America-loving, like, American-loving, you know, people Extreme that... Extreme patriots. They, 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 they just love America, and they love the ideals it stands for. And, and Western yeah, civilization. Exactly. Um, the pr- the principles that we are founded on of Western civilization, they hold that near and dear. They aren't always able to put it into words. I was never able to put it yeah. into words. Um, I'm learning how to put it into words currently yeah. by studying propertarianism. Yeah. Um, so you watch this video by John Mark and you saw that, you know. I, I saw yeah. how diligent he was about in his points. Yeah. He did a lot of research. He only gave out statistical facts or if it was an anecdote, it was such an obvious anecdote that anyone who's at all paying attention says, yes, that's obvious. Yeah. Such as who owns the most firearms in America? The grassroots, right? That's yeah, so you'll obvious. Never, you'll never be able to back that up statistically because you can't register them all. But exactly. You, exactly. It's, but it's so obvious. You, you can't tell me that, you know, liberals in L.A. County have more guns than rednecks in freaking exactly. Arkansas. So. Exactly. So, um intelligent grassroots right that's these are the people who own firearms these are the people who have 
been calling out and watching the parasitism that's been happening in America. Um, so assuming that uh, uh, even half of the military, or it could even be less, he took into account the conservative numbers on how many would defect. Um, he, the most conservative number was police. He said 50-50, it's a tie on whether they would support the government or the establishment and the left or whether they would go ahead and support the grassroots right. And that's due to just, um, it, honestly, it's, it should be relatively empirical. But um, if, if you will watch any of the gun channels, Iraq Veteran 88, Yankee Marshall, um, even uh, Military Arms Channel, anytime they have an opportunity to talk to police force, yeah, um, almost every other time, one will say, well, if it really came down to it, my pension is more important. But in this case, pensions wouldn't be the thing up for grabs. No, it would, I understand. It would, it would be something far. The, the point, the moral of the story ends up being that the grassroots right is in a much more powerful position as far as what we can do to shape the future of America than we than we have been led to believe. Yeah, and I'll, I'll give you yeah. one example. Yeah. Um, if you look at these power stations that are controlling even the one here in Fort Collins has barbed wire, but it is not guarded. Yeah, no, it would take, it would be so easy for a militia to take that under hostage. Well, yes, and, yes. And, and, and no. you could control that is just one piece, uh, you know, that you can control. Obvi- obviously there, there, there are holes within holes within the system, but I'll, I'll just be real frank with you. If, if shit pops off the American, like in, Assuming, like, you know, assuming that the American military is not informed enough to understand the situation, they mm-hmm. will be guarding those situ- They will be guarding those places. Those, I know, I, I, when, when, I, when, I, when I was in the military, we, our, it was our job in case of national yes. emergency to go protect the, the Pueblo uh, Toxic Chemicals Depot. Yes. Um, no, I understand. But um, because we know this as a grassroots right, if you guys aren't informed enough, we're going to take hostage before it pops off. That will be the pop-off moment will be us taking these easily taking apart stuff. That's what we would do. So all bug stuff aside. Um, so you watch this video and it led you to John Mark. And so you started to watch John more, Mark's video. More John and Mark, what did John yes. Mark's videos, like what did you learn? Start to learn from those? Propertarianism. Like, what what opened your eyes? introduced me to an idea of propertarianism. Uh, what opened my eyes? That's a, Honestly, that's going to be an impossible question for me to answer due to the fact when he introduced the ideas, they just made so much sense that it, it just felt too natural okay. to, to go against it. What it was, wasn't really like a... What was the first thing he said and you were like, oh, wait a second, I need to look into this more? Uh, strengthening the Constitution. Yeah. And I believe his first example that I heard w- was the Second Amendment and it made obvious sense to me and how you would strengthen it by defining certain terms and being so overly precise that there is no wiggle room exactly i think um i think he goes on to point out it point out how little the founding fathers did in the way of telling setting jurisprudence dictating the process of the courts yes um something that well, is very lacking jefferson, in the original constitution jefferson tried to influence that but he did not feel as far as i could tell by his writings he did not feel that it was proper for him to actually write that within the constitution and the, the declaration of independence and start actually doing that and rather he There's, would he would do it through um just Influence. Influence, yeah. There's yeah, also the added, the added, uh, there's also the added negative that a lot of the founding fathers just didn't think anybody would be dumb enough to that is think true. that anything other than literal interpretation. That is they true. They didn't think they had to specify, no, you actually have to go by exactly what the words say. Yeah, there's no wiggle room. So. Um, well, and so they wanted to leave a lot up to precedent. That was kind of their way. That's they wanted, why they wanted fluidity within the... That's why mechanism. George Washington did two terms, and it was never written law yeah, that no. you could only do turn, two terms at that point. It took a tyrant. Yes. It took a Democratic Party tyrant. So they really liked precedent. You notice so how it was never hoping... a Republican that pushed that? Yes. 
but a Republican <laughs> banned more guns than anyone else. So. Yeah, no, but the, I let's just like sidebar Republicanism. Republicanism. The Republican Party died in the fifties. Before that, in my opinion, it, it was about late. It, it died with Lincoln, in my opinion. Eisenhower. No, Eisenhower is the last great Republican president. I I say Link before Lincoln. No, because you can Are you kidding me? Calvin Coolidge was one of the greatest examples of a Republican parent. That man was the great negator. Yeah, but I'm going to start it with the first tyrant, and in my opinion, that was Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln arrested arrested state Senate and state congressmen and had no trial and just kept them in jail in order to not... Which understandable he was trying to save the the republic i understand that he was trying to save the union i get all that he still did not play by the rules fair enough fair enough anyways getting back to it so propertarianism what it is yeah i will read so first off no what first off so john mark introduced me he puts it in layman's terms uh his his twitter is john mark says um and he's John Mark on, on YouTube. Kurt Doolittle is the author of the Propertarianism uh, Constitution. And he is, is one of the smartest people I've heard speak in a long time. He, he's definitely up there on the intellectual uh, uh, totem pole. So this Propertarianism.com is where you can yeah. find everything that you need to do. And it is a lot of reading because there's a lot of information because it cannot be too concise. Otherwise, there's too much when, wiggle room. When you, when you cut everything down to the barest bones possible, the meat that makes it sturdy disappears with it. And yeah. propertarianism does not play the game of we're going to leave anything up for interpretation because interpretation is how you get a court that declares rights. Yep. And it's a very scientific base. Very based on the scientific method. I am going to read the very first uh, paragraph here defining propertarianism, the law. The natural law of European peoples, a fully commensurable system of measurement across all disciplines that tests for reciprocity in display. Word, quote, truth, deed, action. The extension of the logic of the physical sciences, parentheses, realism, naturalism, equilibration, to the psychological individual and social group sciences using economic terms acquisition cooperation with reciprocity thereby completing the scientific method falsification of all dimensions possible human cognition and thereby completing the aristotelian program and thereby providing the explanation for the success of western civilization under that program sovereignty reciprocity and truth and the markets that represent their universal enforcement and evolutionary velocity, adaptation, innovation that results from those markets. So what does that mean? In short, that means that it takes what has made Western civilization so successful, the moral principles laid out by it, and actually puts it into scientific terms. It defines what reciprocity is, which is basically don't do unto others as you wouldn't want done unto you. It takes the golden rule and it flips it because it's, you know, it's a little bit more important to say don't do unto others because, you know, it's a lot easier to understand what you yeah, wouldn't exactly. want to do. But what it does, basically what it's saying is that there are scientific ways in which you can analyze what someone's saying and doing as to whether or not it's actually a, an empirical violation of someone's personhood, someone's individualism. And so what it does is it takes, it's the extremity of capitalism, ergo, Literally, the only thing you're allowed to do is trade because this is based on an empirical analysis of whether or not what you're doing is going to negatively impact others against their will. Yeah, essentially everything's voluntary, yep. um, but it's not <clears throat> voluntarism. Um, there, there is a structural government. Um, what I really like about it is when it talks about reciprocity and display, word and deed, that's, that's your First Amendment. Yeah. Display being signage and stuff like that. Word being spoken word indeed being your actions. Your, yeah. How Wait, you yeah. Exactly. And so that's I love how he divides up the First Amendment in three separate categories and then goes in. Um one thing that he's very particular on is grammar. Yeah. If you haven't already noticed. Yeah. Um grammar is 
essentially he looks at it through the scientific method of how a computer would read code. Yeah. And if your grammar is wrong, you have an error and you have to then go fix your error within. So it, it, it's essentially a pass fail logic system um, that you're able to look at any, any action law bill, whatever, yeah. and, and pass it through these, these truths statements and, and try to falsify it, AKA the scientific method, trying to falsify something. So what it does is it takes a first amendment and it protects your ability to express yourself while it also protects you from other people using words to destroy you. So Such we have we, coercion. Well, right now like we that. have slander and we have libel, but they are mm-hmm. very weak laws. They are very, you can outright lie. And so what the first amendment here is, you have the freedom to express yourself. You do not have the right mm-hmm. to lie about others yeah. or and to others. That is, you do not have the, you cannot use your words in acts of deceit or maliciousness or falsity. Like you have to, if you're going to be interacting with people, what it does is it encourages people to be honest. In yeah. Their, and in do their, their due diligence. Yeah. Yep. Truth before face. Here. This is, this is really a way to remove the power of the media to, uh, to, to lie to us, to falsify. And it, if you, if you take the time to read it, it goes into more detail and it, it makes it so that, that you can't use things like legalese to be so wordy that the average person can't understand the meaning of what you're saying. Yeah, and it, and it reads like code. Yep. It really does. Um, it's, it's very easy to under, it's very easy to understand once you grasp the concept. Yeah. And, and truly focus on the grammar. Um, pay attention to grammar. Yeah. Uh, listen to how people talk to you and it's so easy to then figure out who is lying to you and, and that they're obviously doing, taking away from your rights, um, your reciprocity, stuff like that. Yep. And it, and what it's based off of where it finds it's, it's guiding light is in the Western values that created West, that made Western civilization so successful. And it comes on the back of Propertarianism is a is only an ideology that you can follow if you are willing to understand that hard truths exist. Yeah, truth before face. Exactly. That's exactly right. So it doesn't matter if it's an ugly fact. Yeah. If it doesn't matter that it's going to hurt someone's feelings. Fact is fact, truth is truth. That is what is. Yeah. You know, um that's it. China is very known for face before truth. Japan, yep. face before truth. You can look up a bazillion videos. Um, if you don't even like the food Dude, in Japan, Japan, you still tell them Japan that it was has good. A, Japan, Japanese culture is so much face before truth that a lot of Japanese companies employ a position called the, the obnoxious American whose only job is to be a dick. It's to be able to, like, because in Japanese culture, even if you say someone gives you food that's bad. Yep. Japanese you still culture, tell them it's no, good. you still tell them it's good. The, good. the angry American or the obnoxious American job is to be like, yo, I like that you cooked for me, but this is what you need to do to improve it. It's, yeah. the, it's the one that brings the truth. And it's cultures that, that I give Japanese culture credit. They had, they had noticed a problem in their culture and they saw a way around it without having to destroy the culture. Yeah. Look, all cultures are unique, but not all cultures are created equal. Just like not every person is created equal. You know, I'm six, one half of you people are going to be under five foot 10. And that's just, that's just the truth of the matter. That's it. Yeah. No, it's not like, it's like saying, you know what? Are you going to tell the five foot six white kid who has missing a leg that, Yes, yeah, Skippy, you're going to make it to the NBA one yeah, day. Yeah, you're going to dunk one day. No, like, it's all about facing hard truths. And one of the hard truths is that Western civilization has succeeded where many other civilizations had failed. The wonderful thing about it is that if implemented properly, Western civilization is the best way for people of all races, cultures, and everything to succeed. Mm-hmm. And propertarianism sees the value in it. And propertarianism takes it and, and puts it into actual... Um, actionable law yeah to protect the individuality of everyone while maintaining the what makes america so fantastic yep um so yeah i've been a big fan um ever since i heard about it uh again john mark on youtube kurt doolittle um is the author you can follow him on 
on Twitter as well. I believe it is just Kurt Doolittle. Yeah. Um, really, that's that's the beauty of this is that it does put Western civilization, the great values that made it great, into actionable law. Yeah. There are so many more facets of this that I will love to get into in the next videos and stuff like that. But, but for now, what I want to just what I want to touch on that brings that really appealed to me mm -hmm. about propertarianism was what it does with jurisprudence. It allows anybody to sue any other person if no matter who it is, and it relies on the masses as reinforcement, including the judge. Exactly. Like, so here's the thing. So say as you have verifiable proof that there's a CEO of a company near you is violating your rights. Say you're, say you are a, a black woman and he is intentionally, um, he is intentionally violating your rights by not hiring you because you're a black woman. You can, if you have any proof at all, you can take him to court. And you can take him right to court based purely on that, on failing to do the, you know, the reciprocal thing. Um, and, you know, if you can, if you're able to prove, hey, look, I am just as qualified as this other person and he didn't hire me because I'm black, a black woman, you can sue him. Normally, it should go through and that they should be punished and you should, you will receive a large sum of money and recompense. Now, if that judge still sides with that CEO and you know your case is so perfect, you go to the mat, you go to your community, you say this judge has violated you, you can take a judge to court. And that to me is the most important part. Judges are held accountable for their, for their violations as well. What it is, is accountability at all levels. And to me, that is the most important part of a government is the accountability it has to the people it oversees. A government with little, little accountability to the people it sees will always commit violations. But the, the government where every piece of that cog knows, that every cog to that machine knows it is accountable to the people that, that it serves, that machine will work very well. So. Yeah, and, and my favorite part of this is if, if you have someone who's parasitic and is trying to pass a, a, a bill or a law that is parasitic and, and um, defies your reciprocity, the best thing is, is in, law, in the court, you are proving it false and they have to prove it true, which, exactly. is, a such, which is much harder to do, yeah. as we all know. Yeah. Um, so that's it, it's an uphill battle for them. They have to prove that every point it, it meets those criteria. Because if at any truth. point it doesn't, they have violated reciprocity. And they owe you damages. Yep. At any point. At any point. Even if 99% of what they did did not violate reciprocity, they owe you damages for the 1% that did. Yep. So and, and of course, and if you take someone to court and you are, are lying or whatever, don't have sufficient evidence you also pay damages the so that, that, that will keep the, so, the frivolous court cases out of it so well. we've been saying the word reciprocity a lot we are going to get into this so much more in the coming episodes this i i truly think propertarianism Is represents a really it's a really good structure i don't i'm you know i'm still personally looking for the tweaks that i would mm -hmm. make because i never agree 100 percent with anything yeah, i make that a personal i have a personal uh uh, mantra that I do not ever agree a hundred percent with anyone, and see that's the best part of John Mark and Kurt Doolittle. Is there if open you to disagree, that? Yeah. show them a better solution. Exactly. But if so, you can't show them a better solution, yeah, you're just you're just an ass. Yeah. And I agree with that. If you can't provide a better solution than what you're complaining about, then what are you doing? So, ladies and gentlemen, we will be getting into more propertarianism as well as more random bullshit because that's our we favorite. are we are right here with you with the suffering and we are looking for anything to get through it so for more politics for more philosophy for more video games movie anime celebrity culture and anything else you might want to talk shit about this has been common nonsense with kevin and kobe i'm kevin and i'm kobe thank you very much like share subscribe